0: The only thing I did to prepare for this was read Pokemon fanfiction.
1: Nice. Then you are better prepared than even I am. (laughs) I look at the pictures.
0: (laughs) I'm just kidding. I would never wait in Pokemon fanfiction. That sounds like a horror show just waiting to happen. (laughs) Uh, And Uh, yet,
1: I'm so glad I'm getting this for bloopers now. (laughs) I'm just gonna. We will find a way, if we can, to organically bring that up, and I'm just gonna see what the titles of some of the best uh, Pokemon fanfics on uh, AO3 are. Yeah, you go ahead and prep that. I'll go ahead and start up the show here so welcome back to mon men i'm here this week with michael darling joined by
0: alex Cresswick.
1: alex thanks so much for coming on the show
0: thanks for having me i am excited and vastly underprepared
1: hey that's the best way to do it
0: i think so (laughs)
1: overdressed underprepared as oscar wilde once said um but you know what you don't have to prepare much for in this uh podcast adventure Hmm. a game of mon mom Would you be interested in playing to start off the show?
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Okay, so to remind listeners or to uh, initiate anybody who might be new, Mon Mom is a game where my mother, who knows absolutely nothing about Pokemon, has been shown one of the Pokemon we're going to be discussing today, and today we're going to be going through the Seal family, the Grimer family, and the Shelder families, and she's going to give it a name, and our guest host, Alex, is going to compete against Michael to see which of them can figure out which Pokemon my mom is describing. So, here we go. This Pokemon looks like an ice cream cake in a 100 degree <laughs> weather. I will name it Eagle. Okay, so Michael, as always, we ask the, co- the host to go first, so that way our guest host can either play defensively or aggressively. So, Michael, your guess? So, she's calling it Eagle. Eagle. I feel, like the, I feel like that has nothing to do with the actual Pokemon. I, I'm this i going to insert an eagle screech <laughs> <laughs> into the recording after my Jesus.
0: Caw-caw, motherfucker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, so she's saying basically ice cream cake in 100-degree weather. Uh, quick sidebar to that. Uh, for Thanksgiving, my brother got a ice cream pie from Magpie over in Silver Lake. And so we thought, okay, great. Uh, we'll just put it in the fridge to... <laughs> Stay cool, we take it out, and it's turned into partial soup in a uh, pie uh, shell. Yikes. It was still great, but it was not pie anymore. It so you're soup. guessing cloister. No, uh, this is <laughs> a long way of saying that I'm thinking it's a Lowland Muck just because of all of the colors. I'm going to actually save you from that and say that I did pr- say this openly on the podcast that I was not going to do a Lowland Forms anymore with my mom on mm. Mon Mom. so I will enter your guess as Muck. Uh, yeah, I'll go with classic Muck. Okay.
0: I mean, you're pointing at me, and I don't know what I'm. Sorry, Alex. To. <laughs> uh, if you'd like
1: to, Alex, this is the point where you can feel free to enter your guess. Uh, you can either copy Michael's guess, or you can go a different way if you'd like.
0: I mean, knowing knowing what I do as a casual player of Pokemon Go, and the limited selection of choices you put in front of me is either Grimer or Muck. Uh, so, all right, I guess I'll go Grimer. All right, so He's the scoreboard
1: once again moves, and this time in Michael Darling's favor. The Jack scoreboard the has advanced to eight to two. Michael has a commanding lead over <laughs> the guest hosts. Uh, it was Muck. I sent her the uh, the larger version because that's actually of the two of them. Because of some of the lore we'll go into, I like Muck a whole lot more after <laughs> this week's episode. Um, but before we get to him, we have to talk about a goofy little bastard seal. So Michael, if you could start us off with some of that. Biographical information. Oh, I know uh. this
0: actually. He was kissed by a Rose. Yep,
1: that's the one. <laughs> Done, we can move on now. <laughs> <laughs> from the Batman Forever soundtrack, I my dad. this'll be the second time since we've started this series that I'm going to insert Seal singing into the middle of an episode.
0: <laughs> Only For the second?
1: I found my way to do it with the Ashley Wednesday song from <laughs> Popstar Never Stop Never <laughs> Stopping, which is an underrated masterpiece <laughs> of a film. Really is, get out there and rent it, buy it, whatever. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, so Seal, the Pokemon, now the British singer, uh, is a water type that you first encounter at the Seafoam Islands.
0: What are the Seafoam Islands?
1: They're an island chain south of mainland Kanto where you find Articuno.
0: That was a whole bunch of words that I understood <laughs> and yet made no sense when strung <laughs> together. That's
1: we, You know what we forgot? We forgot to ask Alex for experience with the franchise. So, Alex, first, before we get back oh, to Seal.
0: Oh, literally casual player of Pokemon Go. and Oh, that's not true. I played the Pokemon game on Game Boy once when I was little.
1: Exactly once. Yes. Wow. Okay, well, getting back to Seal for a moment, when was the last time you sang Kiss from a Rose in karaoke?
0: Hmm. Like, along with someone else, or is my choice for the karaoke Either one, song? actually.
1: I'm interested in both now. Because it's
0: really not generally my first choice for the karaoke songs. But
1: you get pulled up to do it.
0: Uh, But it's one of those ones that you get pulled up to do, but also that invites the whole bar to do. So pro tip, if you're kind of embarrassed to be standing up there singing by yourself, Kiss by a Rose is a great one to go to to ensure that everyone else will sing along with (laughs) you.
1: Welcome to Karaoke Mon, a podcast about strategic karaoke singing <laughs> strategic oh, karaoke
0: can we just have me try to sing along with a theme song that I have never heard?
1: I will <laughs> do, oh, actually, if you want to start singing it, I will overlay it. You just have to just sing the chorus for us if you would be, if you would be so kind
0: Sure it goes Pokemon Pokemon you are really fun to catch <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my God.
1: You're wrong, but I like your enthusiasm. You get A for effort there. I'm going to find an instrumental version to put behind that.
0: <laughs> like the actual Pokemon song yeah. to go with my made-up version.
1: You got one of the lyrics right.
0: Was it Was it uh, Catch?
1: Pokemon. Well, I was trying to think if Catch shows up <laughs> in the lyrics. <laughs> No, I was I knew the answer to my own question here.
0: And you're now you're saying fun is nowhere in these lyrics. This podcast
1: has been going for seven minutes. We haven't even started yet, and I love it. It's my new favorite episode. (laughs) We have mentioned exactly one.
0: No, two, right? (laughs)
1: <laughs> well technically yeah she's right actually technically, well, technically three,
0: meant three. <laughs>
1: so ladies and gentlemen if you were hoping to board the train today it's already gone off the rails
0: did we have rails that was really unclear oh where we're
1: going we don't need rails it's a really loose kind of like there's our goal off in the distance and we're going to get there when we get there excellent i think this really speaks to the fact that of the six pokemon we've got coming up there's very little to say about them yeah i mean we had this last episode where we spent all of like and i think this has happened plenty of times where we have pokemon that we don't really have a lot to say about and so we spend 20 whole minutes at a time talking about everything but them like for example the fact that community one of the most underrated shows on nbc of all time had one of the best comedic uses of kiss from a rose that i've ever seen when uh jeff speaking to your theory about the fact that you only sing kiss from a rose In shared karaoke Mm -hmm. as a duet or group song, Mm -hmm. Jeff had to sing it with the Dean when the Dean was like blackmailing him into their like mandate afternoon.
0: And can we take a small detour to talk about how the Dean would have absolutely slayed the Met Gala? Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yes. You want to talk about four costume changes, Gaga? Oh no. The Dean brought his entire wardrobe. (laughs) The Dean
1: had the entire Met Gala in his wardrobe already.
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you think he would have come in the peanut costume and start rapping? I think he would have actually. I think he would have had that moment where he showed up wearing the exact same chandelier outfit that Katy Perry was wearing and he would have been like, One of us has to go change.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> and he would not have blinked.
1: No, he would not have blinked. Well he didn't would- she change into a cheeseburger at the actual event?
0: Yeah, did you see the uh, the video of JLo lo walking in while she was starting to wiggle back into her yes. cheeseburger?
2: <laughs> no, I
1: didn't. This is it's fantastic. I will find the video. It will be in the show notes, folks. <laughs> I,
0: think, I think J-Lo just rolls up and is like, Hi, Katie. <laughs> Katie Perry is wearing like a lettuce dress.
1: I can't talk right now. I'm it's becoming amazing. a cheeseburger.
0: And she's just trying to shove herself into this like foam wrap around burger. Well, she had a little like excellent. olive
1: fascinator or something, right?
0: I think so. Oh, I was just laughing too hard. <laughs>
1: All right, so the Met Gala was the, was two days ago as time of this recording, just in case anybody's wondering. We were recording this the day before Detective Pikachu drops. We were living in a pre-Detective Pikachu society, whereas you were living in a post-Detective Pikachu society. So congrats to you. Yeah, yeah the
0: future is wild. <laughs>
1: yeah, the future is going to be wild because the next episode we have coming up is going to be a bit of a diversion from our usual structure. We're going to be telling ghost stories, but more on that later. Um, You know what Pokemon I'm hoping will show up in Detective Pikachu? Seal. Why? (laughs) Because it's adorable. Let's be real here. At least it doesn't have much, but it's adorable. Look at that cute little face.
0: And we don't know that Detective Pikachu doesn't have a karaoke scene with Kiss (gasps) by Rose in it. Oh my God, it's awesome. That's true.
1: Maybe the seal gives out the uh, little prize at the end of the night in the bar (laughs) to the winner of the karaoke competition every night. Do you think Seal the singer is named S-E-E-L in that universe? I absolutely do. Have we talked I think we talked about this before, but like what do we know why he's named Seal? Is that an abbreviation for something? I want to say like... that's his actual name. And now have to look that up live on air. So yeah, super cute Pokemon. I mean, obviously you hear the fact that we're having a hard time focusing on it because that's pretty much all it is. It's a cute SEAL. It looks adorable. It has like the little like, you know,
0: all I really know is like none of these Pokemon we're talking about today can I effectively use in Pokemon Go. So
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, Cloister is good for taking down dragons. You get some ice type attacks on it, and really good defense uh. supposedly. But we'll get into that in a minute. You know, the last thing I want to say also is that this manages, despite its cuteness being its one saving grace it's not even the cutest seal in all of video games that award on my in my opinion goes to the seal from the donkey kong country games oh like the cute little guy he was like always so happy when he saw you he'd be like clapping and then he'd like what was make his the his wa- i forget what his name was but he would make the uh water safe fred? for you to jump into. Fred. <laughs> fred that seems right they would not go for it any kind fred. of alliteration fred the seal he was so cute mm-hmm. i loved the sound he made as he jumped on his back and he made the water potent or palatable. <laughs> I mean Seal did have like a semi prominent role in the show that I can reminisce about, which is that like and this is actually a rare case. This is a first time, this is a podcast first, Ash not being a dummy. What? Yeah, I did not want to gloss over this. Ash not being a dummy, because in the episode where he reaches Cerulean City, the sisters the three sisters that kind of co run the gym together. Who are all Misty's older sisters. All Misty's older sisters that is she's this
0: like a traditional gym or a CrossFit gym?
1: um crossfit <laughs> they're doing more they're doing more water aerobics actually so i think it might be a seniors gym or a physici- oh. or a pt gym yeah. um so pool. yeah olympic sized Dope. it's very good and they had like floating aqua foam pads for ash to stand on while he was battling
0: so uh, wait what is, is ash's name actually ash Catchem.
1: yep yeah Catchem. okay
0: i was never clear on that point
1: <laughs> hang on the way you just pronounced it i think that might be a play on words catch um catch all there we go I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. I'm being completely serious right now. You Remember are... how long it took me to figure out that Ekans was snake backwards. <laughs> you are 32 <laughs> years old. <laughs> I'm a 32-year-old man living his dream. <laughs> I'm learning about these Did Pokemon as we go. I also
0: know that any character with Mal in it are going to be bad? What? I know. Even John Malkovich? Well, he's John Malkovich. Aww.
1: But he was pretty bad at being John Malkovich in that film. So, theory stands. Well, if I asked you to impersonate yourself, do you think you could? No. Yeah, well. <laughs> I would just end up impersonating you.
0: just going to switch <laughs> real quick. That's that's how you impersonate yourself.
1: Uh, it's going to be the worst Freaky Friday situation. Uh, by the way, I can't find answers to why his name is Seal, but his real name, or birth name, rather, is Henry Olosugun Adola Samuel. See, there you go. I knew Seal wasn't his real name. Yeah. So it was some kind of an assumed moniker. Yeah, mm. but I can't find a reason <clears throat> listed anywhere. So I
2: don't
1: know. okay, just, so so Pokemon Go, do you have uh, do you have yourself like the starter, the Gen One starter trio, like Bulbasaur, Charmander, and uh, Squirtle?
0: I have those are Pokemon that I have caught.
1: Yeah. So so in the show, Ash manages by dumb luck, and this is like you know him being a dummy constantly and doing like the worst <laughs> things, and then just having the best luck. He manages to come across all three of those Pokemon on his journey and gather them all. Um, because they're in different ways and for different reasons abandoned by their trainers. Um, who I, well, Squirtle was a juvenile delinquent, but. Who abandoned his trainer, yeah, because Mm. he was too badass.
0: How how sentient are Pokemon?
1: Enough that it's going to be weird when we talk about eating them at the episode, at the end of the episode. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I look,
0: I look forward to the Pokemon cannibalism part of this episode. It's really why I signed on to do it.
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah, so we'll get to Mon Appetit later, but.
0: (laughs) So wait where on the scale from zero to, okay, this may be approaching slavery, to, to the Pokemon and the trainers. Well, hit. considering
1: that you can use the XP that you use to teach them dog fighting moves to instead teach them language, which is something we covered with Meowth because Meowth in the show, instead of learning how to fight, used his knowledge to learn how to speak English. You can literally teach these creatures language with Rosetta Stone instead of training them to fight each other. So that's how a sentient they are. Very
0: dark world.
1: Yeah. But they also like we see them using their abilities to like build structures and to form communities and stuff. So it's like so preview for Mon's world. world. Yeah. But also <laughs> like their purpose in the world as like defined by themselves, it seems, is to battle each other. They're also collectively Marxist because they generally take pro environmental stances throughout the show. Um, There's a point where they actually go on strike because they refuse to fight other wild Pokemon that are protecting the environment. Past episode lore that we've already covered.
0: I'm just blinking blankly. Yeah, Everybody, It seems very complex and poorly thought out.
1: <laughs> I mean, we're just talking about the fact that like so many shows, especially like cartoon shows, this is from like that era of like the late 90s where it's still such a thing for like, especially 90s cartoons and late 80s cartoons were so pro-environmentalism, like Captain oh, Planet, yeah. Care Bears. You know, we talked about Fern Gully on past episodes. And it's weird that we just kind of like grew up with the companies that were advertising in between those cartoon shows Literally having destroyed the world. Yep.
0: Progressive for the 90s, which includes not actually doing any functional progressive work.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, hey, I feel good about this thing Mm. that's happening.
0: But also you have to remember that those, uh, all the TV shows and stuff, they weren't marketed for or made to be replayed. It was all first run stuff, so you didn't have collections of VHSs and stuff. So I assume that you didn't have to make too much sense in the same way (laughs) you need a more cohesive mythology to... Generally well, they like
1: re-air them, because I think it's, what, like 52 episodes? Oh, no, they do, but yeah.
0: when it was being made, mm. the home sale market mm. wasn't a big thing, so you didn't necessarily make things to be binge watched or watched for a lot uh it's one of the reasons like the old-timey movies have a random you watch them and there'll be random musical numbers that don't propel anything yeah. forward they're just dancing to dance and it was because that was people's entertainment and nobody was expected <laughs> to take it home and re-watch it five times
1: <laughs> plus the studios had dancers on the payroll and they needed to work
0: so. oh yeah i mean every oh man the mob days <laughs> <laughs> the mob days of cinema
1: yeah, and they've gone from Hollywood to the White House, so uh, hey, we're not a political podcast. Uh, we're not? Good point. I did. There was a string of like four episodes in a row where I managed to fit a fuck Trump in, so we're <laughs> going to start that up again. Fuck Trump. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle.
0: Oh, man. That one hurt.
1: Yeah. Um. Do we have anything else we want to say about Seal? I mean... Not really. Okay. <laughs> Should we move on <laughs> to it's less Let's huge. Seal
0: away, too. Ooh. Ooh.
1: Break the seal on dugong for us. <laughs> oh, Dewgong, imagine the same thing, but bigger, less cuter, and it gains nice type. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, I wrote this in the notes, and I've just got to say that when I was like trying to remember what this Pokemon looked like, because I remember catching one way back in the day when I played Pokemon Gen 1 on my blue cartridge, I could only remember like this very vague white blob. <laughs> and then I looked up the picture, and it is a very vague white blob. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> when I first read this, I thought it was the pokemon that looks like it but with a tail
1: wait oh
0: the walrus looking one it's a oh, little more walrus
1: yeah, than light. yeah I, you said it and initially i thought you meant pennywise the dancing clown
0: <laughs> yes no it's got the clown face with the big
1: <laughs> i think if pennywise did have a pokemon this would be the one
0: <laughs> or at least I, look at the pokemon go one, because every yeah. time i see it i actually named it i named mine it, <laughs> <laughs> it wait,
2: okay i'm looking to look oh up. i have
0: my I'm pokemon, pokemon names are great about. My Pokemon on names are great on Pokemon Go. I'm like oh, actually very proud of them. I am <laughs>
1: hearing about these. My fa- my proudest is my Vaporeon, which I call Dogfish Head, like the beer. Eugon. Um. Yeah, <laughs> it just is. It's there. It's
0: much like a manatee. Yeah. It exists.
1: <laughs> it is not a mermaid, as the old sailors thought. Yeah, it's another thing where again we're just dealing with lazy pokemon designs but this one's also disappointing in terms of the lore because real world seals and walruses can swim at up to like 20 miles an hour this guy can only swim at 10. sorry alex is showing me all of the pokemon (laughs) names i think my favorite so far might be the flareon that she calls uh in quotation marks (laughs) STR8 <laughs>
0: <laughs> Like in no way are you convincing me Flarian, did not belong at the Met Gala with a theme of camp.
1: <laughs> also, I'm a champ called Dave Bautista.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: We really don't care much about these monsters this week. Like I think some of them are adorable, but there's really not much to say. Yeah, there is a walrus Pokémon coming up. So I don't even know, Th- this guy is like closer to w- a real-world dugong, but yeah. Again, not a whole lot to say because even the typing is boring. Ice isn't even a great type. It isn't a great Pokemon. Yeah, Ice, like, Ice as a type has never really been that big, I think. Like, it's got some advantages, like, it's good against. Ooh, a
0: Psyduck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alex is playing Pokemon Go as we're having this conversation. This is wonderful. Uh, it's got advantages against Dragon, Flying, Grass, and Ground. So, it's got some good type coverage that's four that you can take care of. But also tweak against fighting, fire, rock, and steel, basically all things that can break up ice. So, question about that, what I just heard just now. Are you actually catching Pokemon up here on the 10th story?
0: Mm hmm. Oh. That's an excellent throw. That's Ooh. awesome.
1: It's down on the ground floor, but, you know. Oh, okay. Well, Yeah, I read. don't think
0: this adjusts for height. But it gets very interesting because I sometimes go hike Runyon really, really stupidly mm-hmm. early in the morning um, before it starts smelling like dog pee. <laughs> And sometimes when I start getting up in there I'll watch it and it'll bounce back and forth and get very confused as to where I am, so yeah, mm-hmm.
1: speaking of dog pee, my dog is surprisingly calm tonight. Good job, Cordy. Good job.
0: I'm covered in catnip. Maybe that's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I got nothing else to say about Yugong. Like we'll get another seal looking Pokemon, clearly with the Walrene line, although they're more walrusy, and then we'll get uh, the very cartoony Paplio In Gen 7. And it'll be more delightfully demented in that Mm -hmm. later line than what we're getting here in terms of big blob deal. Yeah. Um, this They took a seal and a sea cow and stuck a horn on it. And I
0: still won't be able to use it in Pokemon Go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's what matters. (laughs) Um, I mean, my theory holds true that I've said on past episodes where I think how interesting the shiny is always kind of implies how beloved the pokemon is and the fact that the shiny is completely phoned and it's literally like cream colored versus white mm. it's just like the mo- you probably have a shiny of this and don't even realize it's a shiny <laughs> <laughs> like that's how dumb this po- these pokemon are
0: but you gotta catch them all
1: you do have to catch them all as your theme see? song says
0: see i know that catchphrase <laughs> yes. marketing has done its job i know <laughs> pikachu good. asked Catch them.
1: That's good, solid branding. (laughs) And got to catch them all. (laughs) And you know how to recognize a Psyduck on site while you're up here.
0: Yeah, because for a little while you just couldn't catch them anywhere, and there was some sort of thing that made you catch them. So that's the easiest way to get someone to learn things is repetitiously not give it to them.
1: (laughs) yeah so this episode to me feels like it's going to be on a bit of a bell curve at least in terms of how interesting the pokemon are because this next pokemon grimer is at least like fascinating in terms uh, of it being a bell curve or a bell sprout curve <sighs> just give me the information on how grimer. hungry are you <laughs> <laughs> who uh, hurt you michael <laughs> i'm your co-host we've been over this <laughs> oh yeah that's right i did <laughs> uh, okay
0: couples therapy is tomorrow <laughs> uh,
1: shout out to meg Grimer is a poison type. Uh, normally, in a Lola, it's a poison slash dark type, and you first encounter it at the Pokemon Mansion, which I know you have questions about, Alex. Uh, I have so
0: many questions. What like do you on, think a Pokemon Mansion is? On a scale of zero to the Playboy Mansion, <laughs> <laughs> where where are we hitting on this?
1: Oh, we're at negative one. This place burned down because they did Mewtwo research there, and it didn't go well. I think people got too wild watching jokes <laughs> wait, dancing wait, wait, in the grotto. Wait, wait.
0: Mewtwo research yeah. are we talking like secret clandestine government yes type yeah. research I mean,
1: Mewtwo is a clown. what is
0: it's this a, f- a world yeah no. <laughs> oh yeah it's
1: nuts he was literally they were literally inventing a pokemon to use as a weapon of war and it went crazy and decided it wanted to destroy humanity which oh, fair, you know
0: you know what this real. is this is the toned down version of the first episode of uh, Love, death, and robots—that really terrible Netflix anthology.
1: I really liked it. I thought, oh, so many, no, I thought some dude, of the vignettes terrible. were really good. Well, here's the question: first episode in which order? Oh yeah, the hetero or the non hetero Oh,
0: I you actually, heard about this. I, I, I remember reading something about it, but I did not pursue it. Uh, which one's which? Because I'm really interested to know how they code me, because I am a weirdo.
1: <laughs> I think the—I didn't watch the show, but I think the one with the lesbians was considered the queer order.
0: So the, yeah, that was the first one that it gave me.
1: Um, Congratulations! Happy the lesbians yeah, with like the kaiju fighting. Yeah, I never watched the show. Yep. I just read about the thing.
0: No, there's two of them that were worth watching, and they're both written by Scalzi. I or like based the uh, on I like the time
1: loop one where the ladies being chased. Oh, by that the guy.
0: infuriated me. Why Oof. was the lady naked?
1: Oh, yeah, that was unnecessary. Why was
0: she naked and why did the dude get to remain completely clothed the entire time? No, this entire series was just a bunch of 13-year-old boys going, what did I used to jack off on? Someone gave me a budget and I can make it look any way that I want.
1: (laughs) So they used to jack off to Russians shooting demons in a literal hellhole? I mean, you don't. You don't?
0: Have you been to the internet?
1: All right, this is the this is the this is the podcast where we don't kink shame hashtag no kink shaming. So yes, I used to. <laughs> God, that's a really specific fetish you got there. Um, Grimer, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So they were creating Mewtwo because it's a clone of Mew, so Mewtwo. And
0: man, this game's clever with the worldplay. It's yeah, kind of it. like realizing that every single name in Harry Potter has some sort of meaning to it. Mm.
1: So, question about Pokemon Mansion. I want your guys' take on this. Is that a mansion that, like, had a lot of Pokemon in it? Is it a mansion that, like, Pokemon owned?
0: Right now, I'm just, based on what you've told me, imagining basically the island of Dr. Moreau, but with Pokemon.
1: (laughs) I'm surprised we haven't encountered that yet. But, I mean, that was basically Mewtwo's island. So, Mewtwo, when he ran away, actually formed an island of cloned Pokemon, and they had their Dr. Moreau Pokemon-style island from which they were launching their evil plants and Mewtwo, Legion of Doom, as it were.
0: Well, right now I'm really going to have to reframe this and say that, like, Mewtwo is the resistance. (laughs) Yeah. Because everything you've told me tells me that I, as a person, should be tearing down this terrible structure that... I mean, again, we're coming back to this. We're on the scale of slavery. Are <laughs> right. falling well, with these On Pokemon. the bright side,
1: they have free health care. So. <laughs> Hang on. I want to do this as a... Oh, sweet. So Bernie Sanders already passed through the Pokemon universe. <laughs> <laughs> I want I to do this as a hot seat. Mewtwo is a Democratic candidate. Go.
0: <laughs> oh, no. In my world, Mewtwo is used <laughs> presented as Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs>
1: Thank you. No, Mr. Darling, your response. Okay, that's wrong. <laughs>
0: Based on the current information. <laughs> what?
1: You're killing it in this hot seat right
0: now. I don't know that candidate.
1: I need a moment. Oh, man, you're just you're just the Jack Donaghy of this shit right now. <laughs> I re-watched, I rewatched 30 Rock a little while ago, and, like, there's that episode where Jack Donaghy goes on, like, hot seat with, um, I forget what his, what Chris Elizabeth, Matthews? uh, no, what Elizabeth Adams' uh, show was, like, what her oh, no, character's uh, name was. Oh, uh, not Elizabeth Adams. Oh, uh, no, Elizabeth, uh, Avery. Avery, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks. Banks. Elizabeth Banks, there we go. Um, so, yeah, he goes on her, and he's like on hot seat against this like liberal guy, and she's just absolutely just not giving the liberal even a chance to get a word in edgewise, yeah. but he's just dominating <laughs> him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of the right. I can't figure out who the candidate would be who is simultaneously overpowered and was created by a system that he didn't want to be a part of. That's the peep key bug-e-g. thing. Huh?
0: It's Peepoogegegee. Who? It's However, you say his last peep name. Peepoogeegee. Is That's that exactly a soft G or a hard said. G? I don't
1: know. I'm not.
0: He has zero policies. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's literally just steamrolling through, and like, I'm a charming white dude, but I'm gay, so I'm a little different. Yeah, but if I'm you actually li- like read anything oh, yeah. about his specific policies, he has none. So he's playing well, the and system. And his track
1: record is not all that great. Oh, Terrible no, homeless it's record. Bad. Yeah. It's real bad. Oh, <laughs> that's that's yeah.
0: So like, that's exactly who you just. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So I'll
1: learn how to pronounce his last name when he actually gives me something worth discussing.
0: He yeah. can just be Pete Whiteboy.
1: Yeah, Mayor Pete. Okay, he's, the PB. he's the seal. He's Ooh, peanut butter. He We're going to call him peanut butter until he proves he's more interesting Well, seal's cuter. He is Mr. Peanut Butter. Oh, my God, he is. You're, oh. oh okay. There we go. I'm back. I'm back in the game. <laughs> to quote to quote my favorite vine, tweet. You need to tweet that. <laughs> Send the fucking tweet, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> you know what my favorite vine is? Have you seen this one? Uh, the one where uh, these two guys, who seem to be like mass holes, they're driving down the street, or they're doing at least a mass hole voice, and they see these ducks just on the road, and they're like, hey, duck. You de- you've never done shit. You're just like your father.
0: <laughs> no, I have not. Oh, it's it a good one. Sounds exactly what Vine was made for.
1: Alex, do you have a favorite Vine?
0: Uh, y- yes. It's the what are those Vine?
1: Uh, oh yeah, the what are
2: those?
0: But
1: which one though? It's
0: a well. So this is the thing. I love the entire series because I think it actually gives me hope for the internet. Because hmm. if you go and you kind of look at how that Vine happened, you look at all everything that built up to it. It starts out in a very, like, shaming kind of a place where we're, like, mocking what the people are wearing. Do you know wearing. the origins of the meme? Uh, yeah, but I don't really want to get... This will turn into a 30-minute TED Talk if I start Let's going do into it. Let's do it. <laughs> um, and no, I'm saving my 30-minute TED Talk for How You Know That Game of Thrones Will Ultimately Fail You Based on the First Episode.
2: Ooh. Okay. <laughs> that is a good TED Talk. Um,
0: but if you just go through and you watch it and you go and you find the thing... What Are Those is a positive version of what came before it and each step as you come before it it gets a little bit more positive and a little bit less critical hmm. and then you come to this place and i'm like if that's if that's how the internet can actually behave if you can take the shit show that is our internet right now hmm. and just collectively memify it into a place where we actually are holding each other accountable and making it mm-hmm. a safe space and engaging and productive dialogue because it's very easy to say that the internet has cultivated really shady shitty places and that's very true but there have also been places where like lights have been shown and we've Mm -hmm. advanced so much in public discourse about so many things Mm. in society but it's so much harder to quantify that versus it's so much more obvious when you're evil
1: (laughs) i mean one of my favorite uh speaking of vine and kind of the political tone that we're getting into here one of my favorite journalists uh sam sanders from npr when vine was deactivated i think it was three years ago now um, he did point out that it was a platform that was primarily popularized, and a lot of the things, the majority of things that went viral off of that platform, were from young people of color, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that you have platforms that are persevering. That yep. it's especially problematic seeing the history and the state of Twitter hmm. um, as it's being run. Uh, well,
0: right now, the I would say the sort of microcosm of that is uh, Old Town Road. Oh yeah, and everything that's going on through Old Town Road where that became famous because it was streaming and then it got up to the billboards and then everyone was really pissed that a black rapper was making the top country music and then mm. they changed somebody the outright criteria. said
1: that there was no place for yep. black for a black sound in the country genre
0: and well even more insidious than that was there's no place for streaming and that's coded that's a very coded mm-hmm. language because a lot of black music has risen to popularity and found success streaming and online outside of the mainstream because the yeah mainstream it's, it's cuts stratified out. it's yeah. codified classism and so by saying streaming is not something that we're going to count anymore I mean, fuck you, you're just saying we're doing everything we can to rig the system against people of color, and specifically in this case, black people who fucking invented country music go home.
1: Thank you. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. And she's from South Carolina. I am from
0: South Carolina. That's why I know. We stand
1: by this being the most hashtag woke Pokemon podcast (laughs) on the internet, so we're not apologizing for If you say that during the Jinx episode, I will walk across this table and smack you. I feel like I have to say that during the Jinx episode. <laughs> well, I
0: got yelled at by the Grand Wizard of the KKK in high school. So. What? <laughs> what? I mean, it sounds much you have more... To tell that story. It's. I mean, the, the byline is much better than the actual story because uh, when I was in high school, it was when we were talking about taking the Confederate flag off the top of the uh, state house in mm. South Carolina. I'm from Columbia. And there was a massive uh, protest march that was arranged by all the Confederacy people and the white nationalists. And I just happened to be... There while everybody was going around, or going down and marching towards the capital. And I think it was very noticeable because I was probably the youngest person in my little cluster because I was there shopping and didn't realize what was going on, sort of came in. They let me through and I was standing sort of right in the front. And I think he saw me, saw how young I was and thought I should go young- yell at this young girl <laughs> about my terrible, terrible <laughs> racist sentiments. So this guy who was surrounded by all the other people in their regalia and he was wearing his full regalia, um, like it's very almost papal. They're kind of oh yeah aping that style. He had tied a Confederate flag around his shoulders as a cape. And I just remember just staring at this being like, how are you guys not ashamed of yourselves? Like, I don't <laughs> understand. And this guy just swerves and starts yelling at people and then just bends down and gets in my face. And I don't know. Everybody was kind of staring at me. And I just was sitting there staring. I'm like, why? Why? What is going on? And I think I just blank faced him (laughs) and just didn't give anything back just because my entire body was just going, what is going on? Why is this happening? Why is he specifically stopping to yell at me? And then he moved on and went back into the the march. And I was just (laughs) sitting there like, gross. And I think I actually said that. And people were looking at me like, oh, what just happened?
1: It's a fact of life that bigots and racists tend to be cowards. Like I've had... Numerous racial epithets yelled at me over the course of my life, and every single time, it's been by a white person from the safety of their pickup truck that they then zoom off in. Like it's, n- they've never had the courage to yell that shit to me, standing fa- toe to toe, face to face with me. I'm not a violent person. It's not like I would fight them or anything like that. But they just don't have that courage to even like. It test
0: also makes that. it real in a way that, like, yeah. even being in your car gives you yeah a, a sense of removal yeah because nobody has ever like for example hit on me for coming for a car and actually expecting me to be like oh great should i jump in the back seat like <laughs> this is fantastic <laughs> to the guy who two weeks ago who told me he loved me from his car come pick me up anytime you want
1: <laughs> jerry seinfeld's bit on that is perfect where he says like what are the guys thinking when they do that like burp, burp, burp. Like, do you expect her to put on a pair of trainers and catch up? Like, I had no idea how you felt.
0: I did have one friend who somebody did that from the car, and she just turned around. She's an actress, and she went, I'm so excited. My biological clock is ticking. (laughs)
2: The
0: look of horror on his face was so good. And then she just stone-faced, turned around, kept walking down the street, and it (laughs) it was glorious.
1: I hope he crashed his car. <laughs> so I am guilty of having yelled things from cars myself which one thing uh one thing although this isn't in that vein at all not cat calling it's um that I once sang that song from fucking uh what's the terrible Ben Affleck space movie and the Armageddon. Oh, Armageddon yes, yeah. Armageddon. Don't
0: want to close my eyes. Yes, I, I fall asleep.
1: God. there was a oh, Valentine's yeah. Day where I oh, see, no. leaned the, out my friend's oh passenger side window crooning that at passersby in old town Pasadena. Oh that song is the evil combination of Diane Warren and Aerosmith. It was created in hell. Every time I have like a Pavlovian response to thinking or hearing that song, like that I want animal crackers. And if you what? know the scene I'm referencing. Oh, the, yes, no, I know exactly <laughs> scene.
0: And they, but the thing is, if you get that CD, that song is on there twice. <laughs> once the regular song all the way through. And once they do an interstitial where they just put the dialogue from the scene in the middle of it.
1: So, oh, funny thing. Uh, Liv Tyler did not know for the first few years of her life that Steven Tyler was her father. Oh. Uh, because Steven Tyler was in like the height of his addiction at this point. So
0: uh, It was right her- around the time he took a he adopted a minor to take her across state lines to have sex with her. What
1: was, he-, hey. what was he addicted oh. to again?
0: Everything I would assume.
1: I would say heroin would be my best guess just looking mm. at him, but I could be wrong. Uh, he looks like if Gondolf has uh, herpes, I think is how I describe it. Uh, but um no shame about herpes, just saying. Uh,
0: oh, as, a, as an aside there, herpes used to be so common that nobody really gave two shits oh yeah. that anyone had it, and it mm-hmm. was just a thing that you just assumed everyone had, and then we got advertised mm. into thinking herpes was something shameful, and I say this as somebody who has, um, uh, I get cold sores. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm one of the people who's very much borderline, I get so sick when I get an outbreak that I almost have to be hop- hospitalized. Oh, ouch. Yeah, there's a very small number of us, and it's it's very bad. So thank the Lord for the, that. I don't believe in the Lord of Light, <laughs> Rohalor. Um, yeah,
1: fuck that kind of stigma. That uh, mm.
0: that Valtrex exists because, whew, man, I'd be real sick if I didn't have it.
1: Okay, I'm gonna take us back. I'm gonna take us back onto yeah. an uplifting note regarding Armageddon. Oh, oh right? I just had to tell Go you important. about Liv Tyler. So like, she was raised thinking Todd Rundgren was her father because he basically was like, okay, Steven Tyler is. Useless right now. I'm gonna step in and be the dad, and so then like when she was five or something, she met Steven Tyler's daughter, and she was just like, "You look like me." And so her mom was like, "Okay, well, here's the thing: your dad's not your dad. It's this other rock star."
0: BT Dubs.
1: What a what a life. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what right. A, what a what a palette of options. Um, so the uplifting thing I want to point people to, and I'll include this in the show notes, my perennial promise, hmm. um, is you don't have to watch the entire movie for it. Ben Affleck when he did the, uh, actor's commentary for the DVD of Armageddon is like, I, I don't know if it's confirmed that he was like drunk during it, but he sounds drunk enough, or maybe it's just the Boston accent. Um, and he, and he like openly shits on the movie throughout the commentary. <laughs> Like, the highlight of it is, like, when he ha- when like Bruce Willis is explaining, like, no, this chassis isn't going to work. It's like, yeah, because he's a salt-of-the-earth guy. He's going to tell these goddamn scientists how to build a fucking chassis.
0: Do we think he did this commentary pre- or post-giant dragon tattoo on his back? Ooh, I mean, I
1: think chronologically pre- but spiritually, spiritually post. It was like always getting, there.
0: building up to it. This yeah, the demon like the was always there. It had not
1: surfaced up. on his skin yet. It was like the exorcist when the face <laughs> <laughs> <Finally
0: came out>. <laughs> <laughs> the dragon was always there. It just had to, you had to go through some shit for it to emerge oh. fully formed from your skin. Oh.
1: So it's been, I think, 20 minutes since we previously mentioned a Pokemon. And I also want to mention that Ben Affleck <laughs> <laughs> apparently stalled filming on an entire film for two days because he refused to wear a Yankees hat, speaking of what a massive oh, he is. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Don That's Girl. dedication. Don Girl. He didn't want to wear a Yankees hat. So. They should
0: have filmed that and put it in the movie. <laughs> Very on brand for that movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: I hope that's in the director's commentary. Oh, I think I need to watch this, but I think David Fincher's director's commentary is just him making snide remarks about Affleck the entire time.
0: Oh, that's such a Fincher move. Yeah, no, I know, right? love that man. Oh, he's so I good. I once wa- I was at a um, screening. They did a screening of the first two episodes of House of Cars. Right, at right. LACMA? Uh, Yeah.
1: I was there. Oh, I was there too. That's weird.
0: But my favorite thing is um, Elvis, Elvis Mitchell, who sometimes doesn't ask questions, but rather expounds on an opinion that he has and then asks the guests to, uh, to agree with him, did that to <laughs> Fincher, who just stared at him. And then, it, it, but it was oh, it was all about, like, well, you can tell that Frank is just an awful, psychopathic, terrible person. I'm like, I don't think you understood why he killed that dog in the first scene. <laughs> he's saying this all this to Fincher, who's just looking at him. And he, look at, he looks at Fincher and is like, so, I mean, what do you think? He goes, I mean, if that's what you got from it, that's great. And just <laughs> refused to play ball. And he did that the entire <laughs> oh, questioning. And I was dying was so of good. laughter the whole time. Like, oh, he was uh. giving Elvis nothing it was so good oh it's so funny i'm so glad you were there (laughs) i
1: I love when people can be competitive in interviews like that
0: i mean he's notorious for that for like if you ask him something that he thinks is stupid he'll just not give you anything Mm.
1: so yeah the gongrogle director's commentary (laughs) something that according to all the people who have told me you need to check it out Another director's commentary worth note, <laughs> while we're on the subject of everything but Pokemon, <laughs> uh, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my Come God, to God. Mind. that's not, that's the actor's commentary. But... Yeah, so the actor's commentary, because Robert Downey Jr., I love it oh because, like, in the movie, there's this bit where his character says, oh, I don't drop character until the uh, credits roll on the DVD commentary. <laughs> <laughs> and then he shows up, so then Happy in the actor's character. commentary, he's yeah. doing the character voice still. And or he's doing the Australian voice still because that's the character. Okay, he's so he's playing as the actor. Because oh yeah, so he um. Kirk so, Lazarus. Wait, that's yeah. yeah Kirk yeah, Lazarus, okay. and I'm then and Ben Stoller says, "Wow, that's uh, you've been holding this. You've been doing this for six months. You've been in character <laughs> for six months since you wrapped filming. It's like, oh yeah, it's been real hard doing other roles." <laughs> I had to shoot the, Iron Man in this voice.
0: <laughs> it's the Meisner method with a Z. <laughs> oh, man. Oh,
1: another underrated comedy classic. You know what else is underrated? Crimer? Sentient piles of sludge. Here we go. Oh, someone should time this when we actually release this and just see how long we went. 43 minutes. No. <laughs> I refi- oh, okay. We're We gonna can run- do
0: longer, y'all. I have faith in us. Well, I mean, we between
1: this. mentioning actual Pokemon... I mean... We went on a journey. Oh, that should definitely
0: I'd... be a part of your wiki.
1: <laughs> 100%. I mean, we're not afraid to get <laughs> to get out there. This is like the comedy bang-bang of Pokemon podcast, <laughs> folks. Um, we have an open-door policy. And Paul re- Tompkins plays 17 Pokemon. I'm
0: sorry. You sold me on this was the peep show of Pokemon podcasts, so I think I might have to walk out right now.
1: <laughs> to bring us back to the Pokemon... Um, <laughs>
0: Do we have to. <laughs> I
1: sw- well, I swear this is going to lead to another tangent. Is that we supposedly live in a post scarcity world where you have free healthcare, you have apparently no need for actual economy because these Pokemon Wait. like provide all the energy and resources Pokemon you world. need in Pokemon world. As long do. as we have
0: slave Pokemon. Yeah. Cool. And you just
1: you oh, get cool. money by beating other trainers. It's all Bingo. very easy. You have it's cats correct. that can generate money at will. Um, you, oh, I want a money
0: cat. I like cats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Money
1: cats are awesome. Um, but despite this we still have enough pollution to create sentient piles of pollution so apparently we haven't fixed everything in this universe well it's sentient piles of pollution that eats trash at least so you know. but they are themselves trash they're angry trash no oh, they don't look angry to me grimers look very chill like they're just hanging out they're just like hey okay grimers look chill since we're running this long <laughs> i'm just gonna barrel us through into muck mucks do not look chill Um, or as my mother called it, eagle.
0: (laughs) I I like the (laughs) rainbow muck in Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah. The aloe form is
1: beautiful. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I, this is one of those things where I, uh, where I've speculated before, like, on other types. Like, the same way we have, like, different colorations for butterflies and things like that. I wish, like, the same way we have different kinds of trash, there should be different colors of muck and grimer. Like, for different kinds of trash, like, there should be a poop grimer. There should be a, you know, um,
0: well, Pokemon go you could probably tie that to whatever their main attack hmm. ability is yeah. like th- so if you changed it you could go from a green to a yellow or whatever
1: hmm. I like that idea maybe that's a mon mod we could do
0: sure yeah. I don't know what that means but sure we'll get we'll, there we'll, we'll introduce okay. it.
1: I'll, 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 we'll get there we're gonna we're gonna barrel through from <laughs> okay. here to there but yeah so one thing I did I brought this up in a way earlier episode a long time ago there's like a fan made version of Pokemon um, called Pokemon uranium. And it's exactly what you'd expect. They, like, add a nuclear typing. And so that made me wonder, like, oh, if you have, like, toxic sludge, shouldn't there be, like, a radioactive waste version of that toxic sludge? Nope. They missed the mark on that one. That Uh, seems, like, the most obvious to me, too. Right? I feel like that's where... I'm honestly surprised that that isn't where they got the idea from. Like, that particular thing of, like, oh, this is pollution Pokemon. Like, why isn't there a radioactive version of it? Mm. And I just, in general, I'm going to say this again. I think, like, adding a nuclear typing to Pokemon eventually would be pretty fucking rad. Like, I happy? mean,
0: we're going with uh, Pokemon the Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, we're already living in the Apocalypse right now. I might as well Too be. Real. Able to... Too real. Too <laughs> real. Three Mile Island closed today, by the way, or they announced that it's closing.
0: Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. What's Clicked. closing? Three Mile Island,
1: the nuclear plant that had the famous meltdown in the 70s. Mm, yeah, uh-huh. something
0: around then. Yeah.
1: Well, what they also announce is that we're apparently on the immediate verge of 1,000 species around the world going extinct. Oh, this so. is a yep. cheery episode. Yep
0: yep, 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 yep,
1: yep. Sorry, I brought us I brought us Armageddon and Steve Tyler <laughs> and Tropic Thunder. I was allowed one downer. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, Rhymer. I think it's cute in a creepy way, which is a nice little like. I love a Pokemon that balances those two elements. Yeah, one thing I will say about muk especially that the Pokedex pointed out, which I think is metal as fuck, is that apparently, like, its poison can form, like, crystallized poison fangs that it uses.
2: What? I know, right?
1: Isn't that metal as fuck? And, like, imagine, like, I imagine assassins in the Pokemon universe are using those fangs as, like, assassin daggers. Like, how cool would that shit be?
0: Well, that depends on if you can force them to grow it and harvest them and this is a dark world still. <laughs> this is a
2: dark world where we've
1: we've already speculated on multiple Mons worlds that various Pokemon, especially poison types, are harvested for drugs and illicit drug use. So Well, that's my Mons
2: world. But I mean yeah.
0: and you also know that the most hardcore dare that nobody ever actually does in your high school until it's time for you all to be part of a horror movie is go find a muck and lick it and see what happens
1: (laughs) I mean there is a poison toad Pokemon later on that is like one of those frogs that you lick and you get high frog licker (laughs) all hail the hypno toad (laughs) yep cake sniffer all right. Okay, well, that's um, all we have to say about the yeah. sludge. Uh, oh, I just <laughs> wanted to throw this out there about muck. Well, uh, just as a, as a producer,
0: oh. I would just also like to point out that if you wanted to film an updated version of the blob in this world, it would be very easy. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I
1: actually referenced the blob in the notes. So much for lack of preparation. <laughs> <laughs> well, one um, of the Pokedex entries mentions that Grimer can squeeze into anything. So, like, even a keyhole or something. Which octopi already do? We have that, like... Yes, wait, You've seen no. The ahead.
0: perfect time for me to pitch. Everyone should go watch Doom Patrol.
1: Oh, oh yeah. I've heard great things about it's Doom Patrol. It's so
0: good. But they've got the Elastin Woman whose main mm. power is not being able to ho- hold any coherent shape. But there is a point where she has to fit into a keyhole. The shape that keyhole takes is very funny. But it's actually just excellently done. Hmm. It's so funny. It's so good. It is the most aggressive comic book like i'm just watching a comic book on screen
1: it's on that um it's on the dc streaming dc service. universe yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i've been but i've been considering looking into that brendan but Fraser
0: just... is having such a good time on this show I love and he's Frazier. just doing the
1: voice and like well, no, flashbacks he's, right
0: he's doing the voice and he's in a little bit of it um, but like, even his voiceover work, like Matt Bomer's phoning it in, which is fine, because hmm. it's also the gayest show that's on TV right now. <laughs> I
1: mean, I'm about to discontinue my subscription to Netflix. Like, I've just been getting so annoyed with that service hmm. and everything. Go to DC been doing, Universe so, because yeah. if
0: if this is an indicator of how good the rest of their shows are going to be, because they've got like Stargirl and Swamp Thing and a couple of others, oh,
2: yeah, Swamp it's going to be, be really
0: excellent. But man, Doom Patrol is one of the funniest things that I've seen, and it's I highly recommend it. Nice. Not enough people are watching it.
1: See, my thing is that. I want them to have an app on Apple TV or yep. like the TV, so that I can watch it there rather than on my computer. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, oh yeah, who? sorry. I do uh, want to point out, <laughs> in addition to the blob mention, I also speculated that in Ghostbusters Two, it would be a river of mucks under the city. Mm. So there you go. So we'd probably have like and a d- potential mon mod there—a ghost muck, muck, muck. Ooh, I like running that. under the city I like of New that. York. Uh, or in the Unova region, to be more exact. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just want to throw this out there. The Pokedex entries from Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon from Muck, uh tell us a lot about his place in the world, or its place in the world, rather. Uh, it says, in Ultra Sun, their food sources have decreased and their numbers have declined sharply. Sludge ponds are being built to prevent their extinction. Interesting. But then in Ultra Moon, it says, because they scatter germs everywhere... They've long been targeted for extermination, leading to a steep decline in their population. So people Ooh, are simultaneously trying to save them and destroy war. them. So, so this is the
0: great debate of our time.
1: So this is the, this is me now feeding off of alex's energy unfortunately michael i'm sorry where i'm now doing like the weird associative thing where i'm remembering a new story that i read about a, po- a municipal pond in germany that somebody had as a prank slipped a catfish into oh, and the no. catfish apparently destroyed catfish are terrifying. No,
0: they're hot they're awful they'll eat your fingers they eventually
1: Absolutely. they like are just the most like survive at any cost creatures like to the point where in the ganges in india like they eat humans now like. They're catfish in the Ganges. Yeah, huh. they are an They're invasive species. They're incredibly invasive. It's Absolutely. real bad. And all it takes. So this one catfish got dropped in this pond in Germany, and this is gonna this is gonna eventually lead up to the premise for a '80s <laughs> schlock action movie. <laughs> but they this catfish destroyed literally every yeah. other living creature in this pond, like literally it, everything. It's the wow. only thing left.
0: Garbage and, machines. And
1: they don't know how else to catch. They don't know how to catch it. They actually flew a man. Um,
0: Did they flew, fly a noodler in?
1: They flew a noodler Wait, what in is that from from a noodler? Louisiana.
0: Someone someone once tried to offer to teach me noodling, and I was like, I like all my fingers where they are. Noodling yeah. is the time honored southern tradition of fishing for catfish with your fingers. Oh. So Wait, what you, like, with what your you fingers do, are like one of those guys. Nope, who with will your take fingers. The,
1: you know, the guys who get who go bass fishing with their arm. You literally use your arm okay. as the bait and the hook and the line. Yeah,
0: but wow. you so a lot of a lot of uh ponds and stuff are very soft shores so like the they create little caves and stuff underneath and um some of them can be very dangerous especially if you don't know how to swim there are these giant pits that you fall into or steep drop-offs but you just go around the the bottom of it and you take your fingers and you move very slowly and you just wiggle them and it looks like little grub worms and as soon as you feel a fish start grabbing on you because uh catfish have i mean the calm teeth is a little wrong but they prongs that stick backwards so you have to shove forward into it Hook them and pull them out. That's why you see people—they punch in It's because if you <laughs> don't, they'll they'll take off part of your finger. Their entire God. throat
1: is like a is like a PVC pipe lined with. It's velcro, a basically. it's a sarlacc pit. <laughs>
0: there you go. It's a sarlacc pit. It's they're good. they're water
1: they're water type sarlacs.
0: <laughs> so yeah, noodling.
1: God.
0: Wow. But yeah, if you ever go to the south, you just definitely find some old noodlers because they all look very Syracusky so southern. They're sitting there like, yeah, you know, I will go down there and catch a catfish. So here, yep. so here's a case.
1: <laughs> Here's a case where our real-world sludge pond is actually more terrifying than the Pokeverse oh. sludge pond. Yeah, I think I would prefer the poisonous oh blob to the catfish. It's That's at least me.
0: somewhat sentient. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, so... Well, these all are somewhat sentient. <laughs> um, so let's move on to... Now to the dip on the bell curve, because Muck and Grimer were so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that we were able to focus thoroughly on them. This bell curve is all dip. <laughs> let's let's get to... Well, let's dip further. <laughs> <laughs> to Shelter, uh, which is a Water type that you first encounter in the Seafoam Islands.
0: I named mine Sheldon.
1: Bazinga! What a terrible show. No, I show. hate <laughs> that show so much. Shame. <laughs> now I'm gonna name it, it. to Shell Silverstein. Oh, that's good. I was gonna say Young Shelter. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I was about to like wait for like the Sheldon trilogy to come to fruition where we get old Sheldon finally. <laughs> there was a Chris Gethard Declated show joke Sheldon. about that that I loved. I'm not gonna bother going into it, but I just loved that they made an old Sheldon joke to the point where they had a guy dressed as old Sheldon. Hmm. Watch the Chris Gethard show. It's canceled, but. Watch it somewhere online.
0: Oh, definitely start with the the what's in the oh what's in the garbage, in the garbage can. can? Yes, yes. episode. Oh. It's real great.
1: They <laughs> spend 45 minutes building up what's in the garbage can, and they're having people call in to guess what's in it, and then what they actually is in do. there they is the greatest do. thing.
0: Yeah, it's so good.
1: So I'm gonna go on a challenge to the listeners. If you've made it this far in this episode, <laughs> <laughs> congratulations,
0: <laughs> to t- gold star. To Three weeks two- from now,
1: Baloo is gonna tell me, yeah, we got like. 15 listeners on that episode. Hey, Kevin, I know you're still still listening, (laughs) Kevin. (laughs) Kevin, I challenge you with this uh, claim and prove me wrong or agree with me. Um, all the best TV shows are canceled. <laughs> there is nothing good on TV that can rival like because we're out of the golden age of TV. That like happened a few true. years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still I got I Brooklyn. Kind of nine. Of man, you did. got
0: Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You got Good Place. You got point. Kim's Convenience. Sex Education's amazing. Ooh, uh, I, I didn't get
1: to Sex Education. Kidding is
0: so good. Jim Carrey, man.
1: Oh, the one where he's the Miss Garage's type. Yeah, but the okay. thing is,
0: going into that show, and this isn't a spoiler, because it took until I figured this out for me to really mm-hmm. love that show. Uh, he's not... Acting like I kept waiting for the Mr. Rogers persona to break and for it to obviously be like a put-on character. No, no, no. Go into that show knowing that he is just that Mr. Rogers character, mm. and that's just oh, wow. him. And it changes.
1: And then there's that it's sketch so show. Good. So I may have been easily misproven by my co-host, but Kevin, I ask you to supplement her research, please. <laughs> that's, that's called a callback, Michael. At this point, Kev Kozier just waits for those. <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, Shelter, Shelter. Uh, so I think it's cute in an ugly way. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. Cool. Uh, we covered that. Yeah. Back to TV. Have you guys watched <laughs> that new sketch show on Netflix that everybody's talking oh, about? Oh, I next think you thing leave. Leave. Yes. yes. I'm going to start. It's, so I was, good. it's ridiculous yeah. Like in the best way. And it takes maybe 90 minutes to watch it all. So. Yeah.
0: I'm going to partition mm-hmm. it out and ration mm-hmm. it because I feel like it's going to be great.
1: I've already rewatched it, so... That's a thing you can do. Yeah. We're talking about, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson, for those of you who haven't figured out from Context Clues.
0: On Netflix. Yes. Streaming now. But dum Ostensibly everywhere, because I think Netflix owns it outright.
1: Yes. Yeah, a plea to the listeners. I know I don't have to ask Kevin to do this, but... I Because everyb- we know he's already a fan of I Think You Should Leave. No, well, no, I was going to say, I know I don't have to ask Kevin not to stream Friends, but please don't support Friends by streaming it on Netflix. <laughs> that show is terrible, and Netflix is terrible for paying as much money as they did for it. You ever see the video that someone made where it's a song list all of the black people to ever appear on Friends?
0: Oh, yeah, I've seen that.
1: It was like, what, a minute long? I've seen it. There's, I think as someone in the video says, there's like two dozen people. <laughs> <laughs> They, I love that Seinfeld was at least like cloyingly self-aware enough, but then didn't do anything to actually cor- course correct by having an episode where George gets challenged to prove that he has a black friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was like a surprisingly self-aware episode, and then they proceeded to be whitewashed for the rest of the series anyway. That's um, why I couldn't
0: watch Seinfeld. I never got into it.
1: Hmm. I grew up on Seinfeld. It was New York living. I grew up in that New makes York. It's just like yeah. Um, Okay, so back to the shell Pokemon, Um, I guess. problem is we covered most of what we have to say about with the Slowbro-Slowking affair, so there we go. Alex, (laughs) your thoughts on on Shellbro?
0: I mean, it looks like a shell with a giant tongue, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a very dark sexual joke that I'm not making.
1: Oh, please. (laughs) Um, Hang on. This is
0: such a... (laughs) Low, me, low lying fruit. <laughs>
1: let me see let me see if I could tempt you let me see if I could bait you with another bit of low lying fruit potentially, <laughs> which is that if I'm going to if I'm going to mention one poke fact for the rest of this episode, I'm gonna mention this. Which is that I found out that cloister apparently swim by sucking in water through their face and then propelling it out their booty. So they basically swim by peeing. Which I mean, isn't that how actual bivalves do it? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't no know yeah,
0: I think that's a... Uh, is that a thing? Fairly. No. Or at least there are definitely things in the ocean swim that way. So basically just what you're telling me is this is the Pokemon voted most likely to be a sex toy.
1: <laughs> there we go. Oh see, well, there you go. She went she did go for the bait. <laughs> see, I'm going <laughs> to mention something that came up a couple weeks ago. Cloyster, it's a vault form. There is a trainer class in HeartGold and Soul Silver known as the Young Couple. And so it's this man and woman who are a couple. They're talking about how much they love each other just before you battle them. And... They are armed with an onyx and a cloister Alex just scrunched up her face at that when she realized
0: Mm-mm.
1: <laughs> no I will include in the show notes a link to a gif that properly represents the look <laughs> on that face
0: yeah thanks I appreciate that yeah
1: yeah um Cloister you get in the ice type so there's that yeah, yeah. there we go um cool. so. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this brings us to the end of our usual main block of Pokemon yeah, running. Um, now we're going to go into these sections that Alex has no idea what we're going to be talking about. Oh wait, I got one more thing. Please. Uh about Cloyster, it says in the Sun Pokédex, the contents of the shell remain unknown, which I find incredibly creepy. This is such a uh,
0: fascinating too. Like what is it so just fragile that as soon as you pry that shell open it no it's collapse. actually that the
1: shell is that hard to pry open apparently a missile blast can't get the thing open wow yeah. they literally say missile blast it's basically an eldritch horror like it's lovecraftian a Aww. Yeah. Aww. it's
0: a baby cthulhu oh it's a
1: baby cthulhu like cocoon yeah. there's a cthulhu in there and it'll come out eventually so it'll evolve into cthulhu yeah
0: there's hope for us all is what that's you're the saying. mega evolution <laughs>
1: Hey there, Cthulhu, down there in your sunken Okay, city. so this might be a tougher section for some of us than others. <laughs> well, just <this is laughs> as a quick quick aside, I went as Fulu
0: for Halloween Wait, this tie-fooloo? past. Wait, yes. What does that look like? <laughs> uh you tie a whole bunch of ties that are... I bought a whole oh. bunch of like green-themed ties oh. at the Goodwill and tied <laughs> them tied them all around one tie and then put them like right up oh, on no. my nose so that the tie, the tie is hung down like... Tentacly appendages in my face, and wore a bowler hat. <laughs> I'm so sad. I, this is the
1: first time I'm meeting you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, That's amazing. That's amazing. go on. <laughs> right,
1: I think we're done with the Pokemon now. So <laughs> okay, good. All right, now we come to the nice, gentle. Piddling curve, not even a curve. It's basically a straight line where we amble towards death of this episode of the podcast. <laughs> amble towards death. And we start that trudge, that march toward us collapsing into piles of carrion with the <laughs> section called Holy Mon Hat. Mods where we discuss how would we change the Pokemon and improve their designs, their typing, anything about them that we think would make them better.
2: Pick up, pick up.
1: <laughs> Michael Darling, please, your first eulogy. Eulogy? Yeah, these are all eulogies. We're eulogizing this podcast Are we going to play the episode. theme music first? or It goes in. I'll insert it. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> um, pick
2: up, pick up. I'm going to insert
1: it twice because of that now where it <laughs> belongs and then right after where I told you I would insert oh, it. Uh, cut this, but please just play it as I'm saying. Are we going to play the theme music first? How great would it be if I just like every time you try to start, I just cut it
2: in?
1: <laughs> Sure, let's do that. Let's do that.
2: All right,
1: so... Uh, my mon
2: mod... I said my mon mod...
1: Oh, no, I'm gonna have enough space because of how much I have to edit before. I'm gonna have so much space to put it in like ten times. You have no idea. God fucking gamut. (laughs) So my mon mod...
2: My mon mod... Uh, is
1: that... Uh, I think just like the shelter line, since they keep referencing that it is incredibly hard, it makes more sense to be a water steel type. That's all I got. Okay. I can't even remember after all this what my mon mod was supposed to be. (laughs) Well, we're doing mon mods. That's what we're doing. Uh, um, yeah, I kind of, li- you know, I'm actually going to avert from my notes and say that, uh, well, no, I think I think I actually, I'm going to stick with my notes because Muck and Grimer are pretty cool as they are. Like I already said, Muck is a pretty damn metal Pokemon with its like poison fangs. Um, I wish they would make that a more prominent feature in the design that you could actually see as opposed to having to look it up in the depths of Bulbapedia like oh, we it's did. more prominent, I think, in the Alolan design. Like it's also sure. got like poison crystals forming on its back. Yeah, so typical to my usual take, I want a third evolution for the Cloister line, make them like a coral Pokemon with different typing and give it like a tripath, path like Eevee, where one of them becomes electric coral, one of them becomes like fire coral, one of them becomes like you poison wanna, coral.
0: You want to make an electric water based creature?
1: That already exists, actually. We've yeah, wow. seen that before. Yeah, both the, in the games and in real life. I mean, like.
0: Oh, well, that's true. The yeah. eels and whatever. Yeah okay
1: <laughs> nice it's i love how that's the one time we've paused <laughs> in silence choice. on this podcast <laughs> Is hey heels. Con-
0: contemplating the electric clam <laughs>
1: the electric electric clam. coral also a sex coral uh,
0: i mean i believe that <laughs>
1: hang on who here played the original nes uh ninja turtles back in the day yeah anybody yeah there was, like, that level. With th- this is, like, the level that, like, kids, that c- people our age still have nightmares about if you played that game. Because, like, there was the coral swimming level that was just terrible. Mm. And the turtles would get caught in this coral that would slowly, torturously drag them oh, in. Oh, no. Mm. Yeah, it was fucking this terrible.
0: horrifying. Yeah.
1: I was, like, five years old when I had that game. And I used to, like, my mom obviously was better at video games than I was when mm. I was a kid. Because I was, like, four and had the motor skills of a dumb four-year-old. <laughs> and I would, like, beg her to play that level for me. <laughs> You was, had the motor skills of Steven Tyler in the '80s. <laughs> I think even he might have outdone me. That's why I was not an athletic child. <laughs>
0: it depends on if he was on uppers or downers. So.
1: Ooh! I eventually managed to learn how to run in a straight line. That's why I did cross country through school. Um,
0: Congratulations.
1: Yeah, so I'm amazed you were able to do the turns. No, those took some practice. Okay,
0: that's why you practice it's <laughs> specifically for the turns.
1: Yep. You could do, like, an 80s movie montage of me, like, learning how to turn a corner.
0: Just ran straight into that tree. Just get up, get up. It doesn't hurt that much. (laughs) To reference
1: uh, reference our second Ben Stiller movie of the day, I'm not an (laughs) ambi-turner. I can't turn left. (laughs) Kevin, please at me with what I'm referencing. (laughs) Let's see if you know it, buddy. (laughs) Um, Alex, bring us home on this segment. How would you change any of the Pokemon? From this week's episode.
0: But I if mean, you have changes for other ones, feel free. I would just—I would really do this to to basically any Pokemon that exists. I just turn them all into cats.
1: I was uh, I, you know—I was—I was, I was, I was going to give you the out of saying like, <laughs> how would you change the world if you wanted to take this back to a political slant? But I think that still applies.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I'd change them to cats. Change everything to cats. There you go. World, world done. Democratic candidates,
1: good. change them to cats. Mr. My platform. Butter?
0: If I ever run for candidate for president of the United States, it's going to be on a platform of cats are great.
1: Are you looking forward to Tom Hooper's cats? In which everyone is going to be designed to look like a CGI cat.
0: Boy, man, uh, we can have a off-mike conversation about how I feel about Tom Hooper. <laughs>
2: oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh.
1: Well, Michael Darling's uh, Twitter handle is at future has been, but his current like display name is Michael Cat-sized Darling. <laughs> no, Cat-sized Cats <laughs> Darling. Because when they announced the most recent stuff about the Cats movie, they said they're going to be the cats are going to be cat-sized, and everyone went. This is insanity. (laughs) That is And it's Tom Hooper. If you remember from Les Mis, everyone was in the closest close up you could ever see. And they're going to do that with creepy CGI cats. And I cannot wait for how bad that's going to be.
0: Oh, man. I'm going to get real stoned and go see that.
1: (laughs) Sounds like a party. Let's go. I'm down. Before we do that, We've got two more segments to trudge through. Oh boy, let's go. (laughs) Before we can safely cross our arms over our chests in the grave of this (laughs) podcast episode. When Osiris will weigh our heart against the weight of a feather and see if this episode was any good. Polish that grime off the headstone, folks. It reads... This is Mon's world. <laughs> a
0: celebration of the harmony between humans and Pokemon. Or just drop a grammar on it and it'll eventually eat through the grime. Yeah, these are not my usual... else. I
1: have, like, practiced introductions to all of these segments and I'm abandoning them. They're out the door for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Treehouse of Horrors episode. My (laughs) work here is (laughs) done. I honestly, I'm not going to lie, like with this whole segment and structure, I have actually speculated at some point we're going to have a guest who is going to do this and I want to stress test the show structure and validity with it. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you. We failed the test. (laughs) We are now burying ourselves. (laughs) Until I am going on vacation, I am leaving this country, and then when I come back, back (laughs) we will resurrect it from
0: the ashes
1: we will resurrect we'll be like lazarus um but yeah so darling what do you think these guys would be doing in the real world i don't know how i don't know why but people would use grimers to get high see i feel like you'd just be like instead of quote unquote shooting up you'd be using like muck fangs to just like shoot up just straighten the arm i mean i'm with alex on her idea of just like okay hey tommy go lick that grimer
0: idiot high schooler is gonna do it
1: just chilling out, watching, you know, Dark Side of Oz in your basement on a weekend, yes. licking the gr- the muck.
0: Well, what's going to happen is one high school student's going to do it, or one high school group of friends, and then every single publication's going to write about, oh my god, did you know that kids are licking Grimers these days? Kids are Griming. And then we're going to have say, a crackdown on uh, Grimers. I
1: like Griming, but I feel like they could go weirder. Mucking about. <laughs>
0: Yeah, or feeling grimy. <laughs> feeling I'm grimy. grimy. How if you grimy are you? see your kids you? texting,
1: feeling grimy, that's code. I'm picturing, like, I like the licking idea, but I'm also thinking, like, you open up the Pokeball a little and just huff the grimer. Maybe it's like a uh, maybe it's like a reverse aromatherapy, though, where you have the muck, like, just kind of wrap itself around you.
0: Oh, God, is, like, M- muck and grimer for skin. repulsion Ooh. therapy. There you go. Yikes. Well, one of the
1: Pokedex entries actually says, like, most people find the smell of muck terrifying, but some like it. I'm convinced it's because they're getting hot. So Muck is like the cilantro of Pokemon, is Whoa. what you're saying. Are you not a cilantro person?
0: Cilantro is the worst. It destroys all flavor of food. I like it
1: like in just a small little nope. amount. Mark the time. Like, one, one hour, nope. ten minutes. I liked you up until the cilantro nope. thing. No, I'm kidding. It's a genetic thing.
0: My entire family hates it. It's huh, gross. Interesting.
1: There you go. Genetic? Yeah. like I like it at just the right amount. There is a perfect... like little goldilocks zone for cilantro for Yeah, me.
0: it's zero <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i just had one other thing that i wanted to mention on like an environmental political note from the notes because i know this is the <laughs> episode where we are not at all following <laughs> any kind of plan or structure to our usual episodes but i do have to say that in the real world seal and dugong would obviously be found in sea world and fuck sea world word uh, yeah <laughs> oh wait well alex where would these where do you think these pokemon would be
0: I mean in the in the actual real world yeah. in real dire straits and situations <laughs> there would just be a series of internet videos like that really sad slow loris video of it slowly uh. raising its arms and then you read this isn't cute this is what they do when they're feeling really threatened and defensive because oh. they have um poison underneath their oh. armpits.
1: Oh. You know the video of the manatee that uh, bumps its head on the wall of an aquarium it's my favorite video it improves my mood <laughs> immediately that but you gone the smile across blue's face just now it literally <laughs> it is like an, it's like i have it i actually have a youtube playlist of like it's basically like an emergency happiness playlist i think mm-hmm. i may need to rename it but like it's just like every video that you can just instantly make me smile that one is on it it will be in the show notes folks you're welcome so let's go to the last section where we talk about how we would eat these fuckers. <laughs> no, darling, I'm not letting you do the intro this week. Welcome to Mon Appetit. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so, Alex, this is the Surprise. section where we talk about how we would eat one of these Pokemon. We kind of mentioned it earlier, but... Oh, no,
0: I thought you meant how the Pokemon eat each other. Oh, <laughs>
1: but I mean... This is inst- even darker. There are instances, like uh, Ekans eats Pidgeys, so... And we actually, I think it's in the notes where um, Seal or Dugong eat Wishy Washy, which is a Pokemon you yeah. won't have to deal with for three years. But and Muck eats uh, Trubbishes yeah. because it's literal garbage. Yeah. So Pokemon eat other Pokemon, but we're talking about if these it's were game in our life. world, would we eat them? And how would we want them prepared? So, Michael, if you could lead us off. <laughs> uh, um, so I'm honestly annoyed that I used my clam bake idea <laughs> on the Slowbro episode uh so it's a cheat but it's also the only idea i have for this week's mon so i'm just having another clam bake because it's the summertime let's do it uh i just want to throw out that i found an article because if this podcast has taught me anything it's what do exotic animals taste like (laughs) uh from modernfarmer.com, newfoundland chef todd perrin says real life seal meat quote has that kind of gamey irony almost kind of organ meat flavor but when it's fresh, it has a little taste of the sea. It's super lean, but oily. It's really a paradoxical kind of flesh. So yeah, I will pass on eating seal. This makes me think of
0: Appetizing. like
1: herring sandwiches or like sardines and stuff Ooh. like that. Ugh. But yeah. worse because it's bigger. Yeah. Alex, what uh, you uh, eat?
0: I mean, I have a policy that I don't eat anything that has a sense of self. So
1: I'm a vegetarian too
0: uh no it's not a vegetarian it's a it's a very specific marker of consciousness Mm -hmm. and self-awareness it's variations of the red dot test where if you put a red dot on something and you show it them in the mirror if the animal looks at the red dot like looks at the mirror and then looks at itself to see the red dot on them they have a sense of self in a way that a lot of animals will just stare at the reflection and what is it so it's a it's not a perfect test but like i don't eat octopus or anything like that like Mm.
2: Huh.
1: No, 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 no. Octopi are terrifyingly smart. Yeah, I don't. Mm-mm. There's like a short list of like teacher of creatures that are like terrifyingly intelligent, not just like yep, but like clever, like octopi, crows. They're problem
0: solvers. Crows, I, crows have a sense of self. They have passed the red dot test. They
1: have a sense of like culture, memory, and yep. like will pass down from generation to generation. Crows will name of you
0: people. Yeah, they really? name people. What? They have very specific sounds that only the only register for one to the other and if you throw like one of the reasons that there's so much mythology around crows is if you like throw a rock at a crow the crows will tell all the other crows that you threw a rock at them and there's well, been not instances just, not wow. just their existing crows yeah, but so it will no, transcend all crows.
1: generations yeah. also like they will not forget they've tested it out over four generations of crows yeah. like having somebody wear a mask throw rocks at crows and then that person came back to four generations later wearing the same mask and like Got the attacked. crows still attacked him yep um crows are great. They also learn they also learn trash uh garbage truck routes and schedules. Like they will mm-hmm. actually adapt to knowing which side of the street to perch on based on garbage tr- garbage truck routes based on days of the week. Mm-hmm. They actually have learned days of the wow. week. Wow. There was that bit on SNL back in the early 90s where it was Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy I and the one I always that. think about is the crows seem to be calling me. thought call. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so I would
0: need to know, like. Mm, mm, all right, so mm, mm, for the I sake mean...
1: for the sake of fictionalizing, for the sake of fictional stuff, all these animals, yes, we agree they are sentient. I'm vegetarian. I do not. I they stop... say their name, so in, I stopped eating case... meat three months ago. Now again, so yeah, I um, so yeah, but I'm still in, I'm still enjoying the speculation of fictional meat.
0: I'm going to, in that case, be the dumbass who licks the griber.
1: Okay, there we go. <laughs> She's apparently one of the cool kids.
0: I'm going to take one for the team. Um, I
1: just couldn't resist the Simpsons reference here. This is the last thing that I'm going to promise is going to be in the show notes. Although, you know what? I may be over-promising because who knows how much longer (laughs) this podcast will go on with Alex here. Um, It's a
2: challenge. (laughs)
1: Oh, hour three begins now. I'm actually going to reference that Simpsons episode. where. uh, So I would ask for a little bit of uh, New England chowder. (laughs) Chowder. Chowder? Wait, say that again. Chowder. It's chowder. Say it right. <laughs> Can love that. Yeah, bit. we knew you tuned in to listen to two guys riff on The Simpsons, and you're welcome. And I did a spot on Quimby Junior impression there. Um, I also was. I also had somewhere in the notes that I was gonna bring up Uter earlier on, so you guys missed out on that one. But sorry. But uh, but that brings us home.
0: <laughs> we did it.
1: We're done. We we have gotten here, Alex. <laughs> Thank you so much.
0: You're so welcome, <laughs> Alex. Do you
1: have anything you'd like to plug?
0: Um, not really. I'm on Twitter at Alexa A L E E K Z A. I'm on Tinder. You'll know it's me because you can't see my face, and my bio is uh, professional internet troll.
1: <laughs> cool. I uh, well, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks I for having me. Obviously, had a great time. Um, Very fun.
0: I learned some stuff on
1: this director's commentary episode <laughs> of. Uh, the Pokemon Supposed to. Detective Pokemon
0: Pikachu. Pokemon. <laughs> it's a great movie, guys.
1: I swear we are still a Pokemon podcast. <laughs> this episode might not be, but the rest of it is. Yeah, there's always that experimental episode. I mean, Bojack Horseman had the Seahorse episode. This is our This Seahorse is our
0: bottle bottle episode. Bottle episode. <laughs> Sorry, I, th- I don't know if that it's was a, a great episode. Of TV, aren't, though. All Seahorse, podcasts,
1: yeah. aren't all podcast bottle episodes, technically, though?
0: I mean, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
1: But yeah, BoJack Horseman. That was when I, I got kind of tired of it. I think it was like the next season that kind of sold me off of the show. But that, that Seahorse episode, was so episode season was fantastic. It was brilliantly yeah, beautiful written. Yeah. As far as fantastically, like, visually directed, like, experimental uh-huh. episodes.
0: Well, see, I... Everything about that show, I never understand why people who aren't in the film industry love it so much. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I understand getting it because it's, it's great. It's very good. It's very accessible. But, man, there is an element to it in the film industry where I'm just like, this could only be written by somebody who's been through the shit and gets all of it. <laughs> it's just got this extra layer of, I guess, darkness and existential dread well, so much to it.
1: there's subtle notes about, like, different positions, different, like... Yeah roles and all that sort of and they don't they don't
0: handhold you through it which is my favorite kind of comedy should work on like at least three different levels yeah Yeah.
1: i just love princess carolyn she's so great she's fantastic she's my hero oh so great there's a line she has i think early on in season one where she just says to todd remember me i'm the pink cat (laughs) (laughs) which i think about way too often because it's just so simple yeah princess carolyn is just like the best kind of type a who just like Anyway, hmm. I could fawn over different fictional characters all night, but I think uh, we should be grateful for the semi-fictional character that we had guesting here with us. <laughs> you mean now. Cordelia? No, Cordelia is all real. Cordelia's I'm a legend as as in my come. own time. <laughs> yeah. So, so Alex, thank you again for coming on. Michael, where can people find you if they're interested in hearing uh, what you have to well, say? Well, my Twitter is already outed. It's at future and you can follow the official Mon Men Twitter at Mon Men Pod. Oh, yeah, we made that. So, yeah, if you want updates <laughs> specific to the show as opposed to hearing us uh, ramble about director's commentary, as we do on our Twitters,
2: <laughs> um,
1: but if you want to hear me ramble about that and other things, um, I've got other projects going on. Um, my Twitter is at Y underscore Baloo. That's Y is in the interrogative. W-H-Y underscore double B-A-L-L-O-O. Um and Cordelia photos feature intermittently on my Twitter, so that's always a worthwhile thing to jump on there for, too. Doesn't Cordy have an Instagram? Mm, did. Oh. That was during my brief stint unemployed last year, where I just had, like, two months of nothing but Cordelia around me.
0: <laughs> she also did a delightful guest episode of Supernatural with James Marsters, who played Spike. That was, they played a married <laughs> couple, and it was so great. It was so great. Uh.
1: Are we going to tie can we tie before we go let's tie up that whole Cordelia shipping with uh Angel thing. Angel is a fantastic show, one of the best spin-offs of all time, but the re- the romance between him and Cordelia Chase was so ham-fisted oh, and yeah. plot to make force, her death it was to gross. force significance Terrible. on a death that already had so much significance without needing to be hung around the neck of the protagonist of the show. Yeah. Um like it is like for a show that is like handled with like a certain amount of alacrity, like I feel like why did you feel the need to increase her value by making her the love interest of the protagonist?
0: They had to give us Vincent Carthizer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they brought her back for the last season and it was just awkward as all hell. It was eh, bad. Yeah, I think yeah. it gave her like a proper goodbye rather than having her in a coma for a quarter of the season. Yeah, every now and then I will see somebody that I respect on Twitter with a terrible take and the terrible take that I saw from somebody I thoroughly respect on Twitter recently was claiming that the final season of Angel was perfect. Ouch. And I was just like, oh, that's rough. Like the last minute of it was perfect. (laughs) I mean, I think the overall message of it where it's like the idea of trying to become part of a larger institution to destroy it, but it will only destroy you is a good message, I think. But, yeah. I just thought inevitability was a good theme to end on. Oh, yeah, for sure. So might as well go out in the best shape you possibly can. Just... We knew how it was going to end. He was going to die. Yeah. Uh, and uh, oh, yeah. speaking of inevitability, it's time to wrap up the show. Okay. So thanks so much for being here. I am Yanata Blue. I'm the ghost of Michael Darling.
0: And I'm Alex Kresswick.
1: Thanks for being here.
2: So much a man can tell you, so much he can say, you remain my power, my pleasure, my